today we might be thinking about what we want to do for God in this uh, Lent, Lenten season, right? It's like an invitation to pray more, fast more, and give more to people in need. And we should, and we should, right? We know that the three pillars of Lenten season. But Lent, Lent is not just about what we do for God. Lent is much more about what God wants to do for us. During the Lenten season, Jesus walks with us and teaches us to grow in a stronger relationship with God the Father. We don't walk alone during the Lenten season. The common theme of today's reading is transformation. The readings invite us to work with the assistance with the Holy Spirit and transform and, re and renew our lives during Lent so that we may radiate the glory and grace of the transfigured Lord. In the transfiguration story in today's gospel, Jesus is revealed as a glorious figure superior to Moses and Elijah. The primary purpose of Jesus's, Jesus' transfiguration was to allow Jesus to console his heavenly father in order to ascertain his plan for his son's suffering, death, and resurrection. The second aim was to make his chosen disciples aware of Jesus' divine glory so that they might discard the worldly ambitions and dreams of a conquering political messiah and might be strengthened in their time of trial. The second reading, taken from St. Paul's second letter to Timothy, explains the type of Lenten transformation expected of us. We are transformed when we recognize the hand of the loving, providing, and disciplining God behind all our hardship, pain, and suffering, and try our best to grow in holiness by cooperating with the grace of God given to us through Jesus and his gospel. The gospel is beautiful. If we, we read the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we are going to know Jesus more, right? And I was thinking about this uh, transformation. Uh, for tomorrow, the, the gospel is about transformation. Jesus said to his disciples, Be merciful as your Father is merciful. Stop judging and you will not be judged. Stop condemning and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. It's a beautiful, right? This is transformation, conversion of mind and heart. It's an invitation to be happy, to find joy in the scripture, especially in the Gospels. When I was thinking about stop judging, uh, come to my mind that God is good enough to judge others. We do not see all the facts, the circumstances, and the power of the temptation which have led a person to do something evil. Only God sees the whole truth. Only God sees the whole truth. Only God sees the whole truth. And only He can read the human hearts. Only He has the right and authority to judge us. It is duty, not my duty. 
We should leave all judgment to God and practice mercy and forgiveness and remembering the advice of saints. When you point one finger of accusation at another, three of your fingers point at you. And then when Jesus said, forgive and you will be forgiven, come to my mind when I, like a two... A month ago, I was on my silent retreat, no silent retreat, it's, uh, for a spiritual direction training program at Mandalay. And my spiritual director told me, Father Emmanuel, forgive right away. And that way you are going to protect your heart, your emotions, she said. Because if you, if you don't forgive right away, you are going to be angry. And then you will hold a grudge, hold grudges, to have resentment in my heart. That's why he, she said, forgive right away, forgive. And pray for those who hurt you. She said that. And it is beautiful. This is transformation. Um, what I would like to say more, but I think that is, is, is enough. I'm going to just say this. Each sacrament that we receive transform us. Baptism, for example, transform us into sons and daughters of God and earth of heaven. Confirmation makes us the temple of the Holy Spirit. By the sacrament of reconciliation, God brings back the sinner to the path of holiness. By receiving in faith the sacrament of the anointing of the sick, we are spiritual and sometimes physical, physically healed in our sin, and our sins are forgiven. In the Eucharist, we acknowledge the presence of eternity in time. The risen Lord is present to us under the form of bread and wine. Our presence at the Eucharist is similar to the presence of the disciples of the Mount of Transfiguration. As we allow the divine to touch us in the Eucharist, as it touched Jesus and his disciples of the mountain, we take up our earthly journey with clearer vision and with renewed strength and hope. And finally, another way to experience transformation is to acknowledge the presence of God in our lives. Peter, James, and John had a special experience of God's presence and Jesus on a high mountain. The experience was so wonderful that they did not or didn't want to come down the mountain. It was like a glimpse of heaven. That's why Peter says, Lord, it is wonderful for us to be here. Friends, our openness to God's presence, our relationship with God, and our faith do not remove us from the world or distract us from living our lives. It allows us to engage with life with a strength greater than our human strength and hope, which is much more than optimism. Land is a season when we stand back and allow the Lord to take us up the mountain. It is a season when we invite the Lord to touch our lives in ways that transfigure us, transform us more fully into His image and leave us saying, Lord, it is wonderful for us to be here. <laughs>